Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Making It in Asheville 2021. If you're new around here, the Making It in Asheville podcast is your podcast to hear behind the scenes stories from Asheville entrepreneurs, artists, creatives, and makers. Each week we sit down with a new community member and we ask them what they are making and how they are making it in Asheville so that you can learn and grow with us together. This week's episode, episode 76, is going to be a little different than any episode we've ever done before because we are stealing the message of a older episode. That's right. Last year, uh, right around this time, we released episode 36, which was called uh, Setting Goals That Matter, M-A-T-A, and we thought that the message in it was so well-received last year and our audience's grown substantially in the last year, that it makes sense to repackage that information. Um, and rather than just running it back uh, and tr- saying it over in a new way, we thought we'd just uh, take the message, the core bits, the the middle, the M-A-T-A framework, and uh, reshare that bit of the episode. So, um, 2021, Sarah and I have a whole bunch of crazy, cool, making it in Asheville goals. We used this MATA framework to set them. Um, our goals for this community, making it in Asheville community, are very different than they were in 2020. Uh, in so much as the world is different in 2020. The essence, the core of what we are driving at is still there. We just now have a whole lot more knowledge and experience and, uh, I'll say, relationships here in Asheville. And that leaves us feeling very excited about the year ahead. And so um, even if you've already set your goals or your intentions or uh, maybe you're just thinking about your goals and intentions for 2021, we, uh, I have to, I beg that you just give this episode, it's about 30 minutes, uh, the time to, uh, to hear it. Often there's at least one concept from our MATA framework and the surrounding kind of thesis of setting goals that matter, that, um, that adds value. And so uh, even if you have your goals and you're not going to change your goals, there's probably something in this that will just help you a tiny bit to either refine your goal or refine a system that will help you move towards your goal or just reframe your goal or maybe wholesale, cancel, start over, new goals for 2021. Um, But without further ado, let's get into episode 76 on how to set goals that matter. This is our framework for setting yearly, quarterly goals um, and, and kind of building our business and this community uh, the the essence of what we've done so far has been uh, thanks to what we'll call meaningful goal setting. So enjoy. Okay, so New Year's resolutions. This is a topic that you know, it's a buzz right now. This episode is coming out on December 31st, 2019. And so we thought, okay, let's give our take on New Year's resolutions, a topic that we know is overdone Mm -hmm. and that everyone is talking about. But here's the thing. There's 
a lot of problems with New Year's resolutions. Historically, yeah. I think that um, the intentions are almost always good and um, the execution is almost always bad. And our hypothesis on this is that often people just aren't setting good examples of goals. Like they aren't using a good framework to create the goal. They aren't using good process to move towards the goal. Um, and, and a lot of achieving goals is like momentum and it's just, you know, the intention alone isn't going to drive you towards the outcomes that you're looking for. Uh, and so we've kind of codified a process that we have used now for, it seems like a couple of years. It's getting more and more, um, I guess certain, like there's, we have more actual systems that we're using and ways that we're thinking about it and words that we use to describe yeah, it. Yeah, we've, we've refined, refined this system over exactly. the years, but it really does work. I mean, I think like, okay, take for example, the most popular goal or New Year's resolution is lose more weight. What lose is that? more weight. Lose weight. Yeah. What is, what is lose weight? Like I mean, that's, that's a, A, that's an outcome and you have almost no control over weight loss. B, what is more weight? lose more weight than you lost last year, mm-hmm. lose more weight. Like, so that the whole idea of that being your goal gives me a little heart pain because I'm like, oh, the poor thing, they're not going to achieve. How can you achieve that? That yeah. is a nebulous target. Your arrow is going to fly right through it or past it or you never know. Yeah. And then like a why, also why is that meaningful mm. for you? How is that meaningful for you? Mm. Is, is that really, is that something that you... Is a part of who you are. I want to be someone who loses weight. I can't imagine saying that. I mean, I, I, I wanted to lose weight, but I, I couldn't turn it into a statement that like pulled me forward. I want to be someone who loses weight. I want to be healthy. I want to be someone who prioritizes fitness and well-being. Like all of the, so that, that's an example of where we would go if we were going to try and uh, update or modify or improve that version of a goal um, alas, alas, here we, ha- we are. Yeah, we have a system <laughs> and we want to share it with you. Uh, we know that you'll probably hear this in 2020, um, or sometime in the future. And you know what? Any, any day is a good day to like reassess where you're at, set a powerful goal and start moving towards it. And so, um, please take this, these concepts, um, use them as you will. Yeah. Uh, they're what we're using and we look forward to any questions that you have. Uh, or support that you might need, we're here to send it. Cool? Awesome. So the system that we use is Tony's cheesy <laughs> little acronym, which is MATA, Goals MATA, so M-A-T-A, and we're going to dive into each of these words mm-hmm. and what they stand for yeah. and talk about how it works, give some examples, uh, explain it all in detail mm-hmm. so yeah. that you'll understand how to use this cheesy af acronym at the end of this podcast af is also an acronym so what does that stand for acronym okay Uh, too many acronyms yeah so uh make you know creating a goal that matters as as i uh searched for a way to make this memorable is um it's really important and so the first one m is create a goal that is meaningful and so what does that mean it means a lot of things Uh, The ways that I think about a meaningful goal is, A, it can be a single word that stands alone as a North Star. So Sarah likes to think of a goal as a North Star. Do you want to share about that? 
Yeah. So I think a couple of years ago, I don't really remember how this got started, but I said, okay, I want to have one word for this year that I can think about throughout the year and that I can look back at the end of the year and actually remember what my my so-called resolution or theme of the year was. Um, because I felt like often having too many goals, like 10 goals for the year, was too much for my brain to process. And I couldn't remember what I actually had set for myself by the end of the year. So I came up with one word. And I've used it for the past two years. And it's totally worked for me. I've gotten to the end of the year. I remembered my word. And I've thought about it throughout the year. Totally. And so what that points to for me is this concept um, of a boxer's cornerman, the coach in the corner of a you know boxing match, you think Reggie Balboa, um, and it was the guys who were talking to boxers in between rounds. And so the concept there is that um, a bad version of a corner man will be someone who, uh, who gives a lot of information and gives a lot of feedback and a lot of ideas for the fighter to hold in their mind while they fight. And so in the example of a year's goal, that would be having 10 individual goals that you're meant to remember at all times throughout the year versus a single theme that you just have on repeat. And so a good example of feedback from a cornerman is like, you know, jab. Just jab. Use your jab. Use your jab is a good example of a goal um, or feedback. And so in our year goals, we're thinking, how do we make this simple? How do we make this something that we can never possibly forget that we'll always think about when we do our weekly stand-ups, when we do our quarterly offsites? Like, what is the thing? Um, and so often it is a single word. And then I like to turn those words into statements. So a B statement. Um, what, what we found in episode two of the podcast, we talk about the idea of starting with B. A B statement for me is incredibly powerful. It, 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 What's it, an example of a B statement? It, so um, the word creativity could be a B or could be a theme. Turning that into a B statement is um, I, I am creative and I, I leverage my creativity daily. Exactly. So it's, it's a verb. I am the type of person who constantly creates um, is, is a B statement. And so creating a B statement off of the theme, the word that you want to use for the year is powerful for me. That's where I live. So this year we're thinking about consistency. And the simplest version of a B statement is that we are consistent. We, and, and what that means is that there can be a lot of goals that support consistency, like create systems, create processes, have standard operating procedures. Those all wrap up into this theme, which is the overarching you know, goal of the year, is live into we are consistent. Yeah. And, and I think at first this, this idea of coming up with one word for an entire year can feel a little daunting. Mm-hmm can feel like, oh my gosh, I have to choose just one single word. Um, The way that I typically go about finding that word is journaling or doing a vision board of some sort, um, thinking about a big picture. Usually when I journal, I'll 
write out a page of just like, what am I expecting from this year? What do I want to happen? And then I'll go back and I'll underline some keywords. And usually from that, I'll sort of extract one word that is related to all of these words. Yeah. And journaling is definitely a a powerful process. It is what we've used to identify. The other thing is like having someone else around to bounce these ideas off of. We just had a, excuse me, we just had a a great meeting with a, a friend uh, she'll be listening. So what's, what's up, Joe? But, um, one of, one of the things we did was think about 2020 goals and what's the theme. Uh, and her theme was reflect. And only because we were in the room to kind of shine that concept back to her, did we realize that like, no, she already reflects a ton. It's about documenting the reflection in 2020. And so, uh, you can do all the work. You can find it in a journal. You can set whatever theme that you would like. A great concept is just to have people around to uh, to show you what they heard or tell you what they heard, show you what they saw as you went through this process. But um, the theme uh, is a overarching concept, year-long. Uh, it can be supported, and in our case, it is supported by quarterly themes, 13-week themes that all roll up into this annual theme. Uh, And the last thing that I'll underline as we think about these uh, meaningful portion here is that uh, the pursuit, the idea of living into this theme should give you life. It should excite you. It should be, that's what we mean by it should be meaningful. And so just the act of starting into this should create momentum. Agreed. Cool. So, so M, meaningful. Yeah. The next letter is A. And in this case, it means? Actionable. Actionable. And so it's, it's one thing to say the theme of the year is consistency. It's another thing to then make it something that we can uh, objectively observe and report against. Exactly. So when we may say actionable, we're talking about verbs. So turning your goals into action-based goals using verbs, but also something that's measurable. So creating some sort of number or something that you can look back and say, okay, did I meet that metric or did I fall short? For example, one of our themes for Q1 is that we want to connect more people here at Making It in Nashville. We want to get together all of our guests and makers and people that we've met in this town and connect them. That's a wonderful goal and it's super meaningful, but it's not measurable and it's not very actionable. So, okay, how are we going to do that? We thought, let's host events. Mm -hmm. Let's host four events and Q1. That's a measurable and actionable goal. We can look back at the end of the quarter and say, did we host four events? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And there's a verb, right? Host events. That that sort of in, ignites or sparks inside you the idea of like exactly what you need to do. Um, sometimes writing down nouns is simple, but you don't always know what to do when you see that on your to-do list, right? Like events. Okay, well, what do I need to do with that? Or if it's, I don't know, gym, 
what do I need to do with that? Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym or exercise so many times a week. Absolutely. And uh, one of the key points here on the on, on turning the goal into something that is actionable, right? So we're emphasizing action. Um, a thing that will hang people up is making a goal that is quantifiable. And typically, if they're the bad version of a quantifiable goal is outcome-based versus input-based. And so an outcome-based goal in this instance would be um, a thousand people come to our events in Q1. Well, um, that's hard. That's hard to, uh, hard to achieve that, hard to promise that that's going to happen, but in our control is host four events. However many people show up, 10, 5, or 100, or 1,000, you know, that is absolutely, uh, the, the, the hosting is something that we can make sure happens. It can be a ghost town. No one can come. But we've checked the box. We've done the action that we believe supports the overarching goal of what we believe in and what, um, what we're working towards. And so uh, actions that are in your control are what we're going to try and quantify when we turn the theme into actual like process. Cool. Agreed. And yeah, and, and a tip for for creating this or writing this down is to okay think about the general picture. Like for us, it was we connect people. We want to be people connectors, and you can do that throughout the year. You can set all these these intentions, but then go back and make those into actionable goals. Like uh, translate them. Absolutely. And so um, we have, you know, a theme per quarter for the year. All of them support the larger annual theme of being consistent. And each of those smaller themes have actions that are in support of the, the quarter's theme. You can think about the big picture, but then make sure you go back and you figure out what the action is and how you're going to measure it. And if you have any goals and you don't exactly know how to turn those into actionable s- steps that you can quantify, reach out, let us know what you're working on, and we can help turn that into a uh, action-oriented and quantifiable goal for you. Uh, okay. The, the, so. Yes. The third part, the T in Mata, is it needs to have a time constraint. And the time constraint that we've identified to be best in our world is 13 weeks. It is like the, uh, the Goldilocks amount of time to work on a goal. A year-long goal with a year-long quantifiable uh, objective metric is such a long time that it's daunting and, um, in, in my instance, frightening, and it's something that I almost always cast aside. A month-long goal is so short that almost no meaningful outcome can be achieved in a single month. And in that case, too, it gets cast aside because it's like, it's not that compelling. Yeah. And also another point that you always point out is that every month has a different number of weeks and days. Mm -hmm. And so trying to accomplish maybe the same things consistently over time can be really weird because like January can be a five-week month so you have five weeks to accomplish that one goal and then february is like four weeks and it's like what no that that's one last week that you had to work on it so it's not always consistent where it's 13 weeks or a quarter is always the same amount of time yeah and every thir- year 13 weeks specifically is like the perfect math for a 
uh, 52-week year. And so we yeah. use a process, we call it the 13-hour offsite and a 13-week kind of offsite as a way that we uh, build these kind of check-ins and um, and reviews of what we've done and how it stands up to the goals that we've set. And so the time constraint that we build into our goals is a 13-week interval. Those 13-week intervals can, I mean, the, the math is relatively simple, times it by four, but like they can roll up into a year-long metric that you want to quantify. But the beauty of a 13-week check-in is that you can always right-size your commitments. Yeah. I mean, if, if you set a goal, let's say, to save, I don't know, $50,000 in a year. That's hard math. Make it 48. 48,000 dollars. No, it's 4,000 a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. $48,000 a year. It's a lot of money. You can break that down into quarters and say, "Okay, I need to save what is it? 13,000 in 13 weeks." Yeah, something like that. Or oh, sh- shoot. Uh, that would be 36. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, so 48,000 is it a down. lot of money. Yeah, you yeah. can break it down and you can say, "Okay, is this realistic at the end of the quarter?" Yes. Or no, and you can right size that, and you can feel that small win for breaking it down in that quarter. Yeah, could have made it fifty-two thousand. That would have been easier. <laughs> We're not very good at math. So yeah, at fifty-two thousand, okay. you would have saved a thousand dollars a week. That's a lot of money, but it is it is quantifiable, and it is something that you can, uh, after thirteen weeks, go, "Whoa, I have no money. I'm eating ramen to put this money into a bank account." Absolutely, it's something that you can check in on and change as needed. Exactly. Okay. So T is for time constraint. Time constraint. The final point is letter A. What does the final A stand for, Tony? Accountability. And so um, there's a lot of ways to think about accountability. Generally, that means that there are other people in your world that know what your theme is, know what your goals are, know what the actions you should be taking to support those goals look like. This is so important because... We are humans, mm-hmm. and for the most part, as humans, we do not hold ourselves accountable very well. Yeah, few and far between are the people that um, just set goals and devour them. Now, even if you are the type of person who sets a goal inside your own heart, keeps it quiet, and devours it, there is practically no downside to having a community of people, small or large, that is supporting you on the way to attaining your goal. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a, a the one of the positive sides apart from being held accountable for it is getting that feedback, getting that positive feedback when you do meet your goal because you told someone, now someone can say, "Oh, good job. That's awesome." Or, "Oh my gosh, you've lost so much weight" or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They know that you've been working on it and working towards it and you can have that little pat on the back, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, uh, yes. And the fear, I think if someone is the type who doesn't want to share their goal is that what if I don't achieve it Mm, and then other people knew that I said it. Right. And so my, there's a couple of things that come up when I think about pulling other people into goals or sharing goals is that, um, I've heard that there is a, uh, the similarity between the dopamine hit you get when you share a goal and the hit you get when you achieve a goal are comparable. And so I would argue that it's less important that you're sharing a goal out loud in the internet, wherever, um, 
And it's more important with to consider who you're sharing those goals with. And uh, the key is to have people who will actually hold you accountable, win, lose, or draw, right? It, if, if the theme is I want to be healthy in 2020, health is my priority in 2020, um, it's more than how much weight are you losing. It's how are you being? And if there are people in your life that um, are, are checking in and saying, hey, man, like, are your actions in alignment with this theme that you set for 2020? That is where the power comes in. And it doesn't matter if you lose 18 pounds versus 20. A, that's an outcome-based goal and not a good goal. Um, it matters that you have been doing the things that you say that you were going to do. And so when I think about accountability, I'm thinking about two things. One is a version of accountability where you are just doing status reports, right? You are saying, hey, here's what got done over the last week, or hey, here's what got done over the last month. Here's how I'm trending in pursuit of my goal. Status reports are powerful. The other version of accountability is uh, proper feedback, and that looks a little bit like what a mastermind might be. So the idea that you are also sharing these status reports, but then people are poking and asking questions and asking for um, specification and uh, and more from you. And then also they're providing insights as to like what they're seeing or what they've experienced when they did the same thing. Uh, and those insights are wildly valuable. Those are the two types of accountability that I'm speaking about when I think about accountability for your goals. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think there's a lot of different ways you can go about finding that right accountability partner, right? There are mastermind groups and communities that you can find. And it doesn't have to be in person either. It could be a phone call. It can be uh, someone that you do a video, you know, video group call with every month or every week. Um, it could also just be someone that you know. It could be a friend. could be a spouse. Um, knowing that that person is the right person and that they truly will hold you accountable um, and that they will ask you the right questions in in a firm but constructive way, firm and constructive yes. way, right? Like you, you don't want someone that's going to be like, oh, well, that's okay. You didn't make your goals, which my mother would probably do, even though I love you, my mom. But you need someone that's going to say, okay, well, hey, I noticed that you said you wanted to do that but you didn't make it like, tell me more about that. So it's, it's gotta be this fine balance, I think between someone who is looking in on the outside, but also cares about you. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what I'm pointing to when I say that it's more than just sharing a goal is that there need to be people who are invested investment. That's what you're talking yeah. about. It's, yeah. it's, it's investment. Um, and so, and so with setting goals that, that are going to be achieved, right? Like the thing that uh, we've said when we're thinking about this episode is like accountability is probably the most important because with accountability and an emphasis on actions, right? When you are focused on action-based, like movement towards goals, the upside is unlimited, right? You can get way more outcome than you could have considered possible over a slightly longer time horizon if you are focused on action and are accountable, like you are consistently doing the thing. And and that's that's what 
I'm excited about in, in 2020 is that we're building ways that we are holding each other ca- accountable. That's through things like our 13 hour offsite. Um, but you know, weekly calls and quarterly or monthly check-ins, um, has been a thing that I've tried to commit to for over the last four years in some way or another. And, and 2020 we're starting with that again. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. And I'll add to that. If you, if you are looking for an accountability partner, know that you can always reach out to us. We would be happy to either a connect you with someone who's maybe, you know, like-minded or be your accountability partner uh, in the best way that we can. We can listen to status updates. We'd be glad to, you know, respond back with questions or meet with you. Yeah. Um, And one of the thoughts and, um, one of the thoughts that comes up is that uh, one of the key differences they say between uh, startups that succeed and startups that have failed is that in startups that have succeeded, the founders have written monthly status updates or sometimes weekly, but monthly status updates to their investors and board religiously. And those status updates alone, in terms of correlation, have been one of the key identifiers of what makes a winning startup. And so with that, you know, even if you sent a quarterly or monthly or weekly update to hello at making it in Asheville and we don't respond, it's the act of the like reflection It's the act of quantifying what actually happened and the act of like seeing where you are relative to where you wanted to be at this moment. That is powerful in and of itself. And so we're all in on accountability. You can certainly use us. Um, we look forward to it. Cool. So goals that matter. Read them back to us, Sarah. What is so it? M is for meaningful. A is for actionable. T is for time constraint. And the final A is for accountability. Perfect. So here's to 2020 and setting goals that matter. And that is episode 76 of the Making It in Asheville podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by liking, subscribing, commenting, leaving us a review, typically on Apple Podcasts. Um, It means the world. It helps these episodes get seen and discovered by uh, folks like us here in Asheville. If you also uh, loved this episode and wanted more information from it, please visit makingitinashville.com forward slash 076. That is this episode. You can also search for it on the website. Um, but we have a, um, you know, a PDF that you can download and use as a framework to set your own goals that matter. Uh, our goals for 2021 are big, audacious, exciting, uh, meaningful, and uh, we are excited to act on them. So once again, thank you for making it to the very end of this episode, and we look forward to seeing you in 2020 and uh, watching the work that you do in this community. We'll see you soon.